0: Welcome to another episode of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. It is presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business, I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. This week, we have Kay Kinker, the CEO of Advanced Agrilytics. Kay, thanks for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Your background is very interesting and extensive. Give us a, a profile of your background. I start with my formal education background because it's it's
1: pertinent to what I'm doing right now, and that's in mathematics. I began my career at the Dow Chemical Company as a math modeler in Midland, Michigan, and many of those modeling applications were in support of Dow's ag business. And when Dow Ag and Lily formed a joint venture of Dow Elanco at the time in the late 80s, I moved down to Indianapolis with that JV. I spent nearly 30 years with Dow Elanco, then Darga Sciences, which is now spun into Corteva, and I started my career in R&D and I did a stint in R&D's IT also pertinent to this role and then I spent most of my career however in commercial. In the last nine years were spent on the executive team at Dow Ag in three different VP capacities in new business development which also matters. I moved to Europe and ran Middle East and Africa and then repatriated back and ran government public and regulatory affairs and sustainability. After retiring from Dow in early 16 I tried several things to figure out what I wanted to do with my next chapter in in, in life and you know when you when you work for a company for so long and you're on those 24 seven all-consuming jobs. It it takes a while, at least for me, to figure out, you know, rediscover what brings you joy. So in that rediscovery process, I worked at the Purdue Foundry for the better part of a year. I taught as an adjunct professor at Butler's MBA program. I started my consulting business. I got a professional coaching certification from ICF and I developed two three-day leadership development courses. Then I got a call from another headhunter and telling me of the advanced agrolytics story and the opportunity to be part of this strong team to grow a company and bring the founder's vision to life.
0: So here I am. Sounds like you have a, a bit of an entrepreneurial, innovative kind of bent to your to your background too. Is that is that right? I would say so. And I would
1: say it's earmarked by a non-traditional corporate career in that, yes, I started in R&D, but then jumped to IT, then jumped to commercial, then jumped to a geographic leadership role, and then back into government affairs. So that shows an appetite for
0: trying new things and constant learning, which is one of my core values. Let's talk about Advanced Agrolytics. Tell us about the company. It's doing some great things, but uh, what's the company all about? Yeah,
1: at the surface, Advanced Agrolytics is an agronomic tech services company serving farmers today across the Corn Belt. But there are many companies that stake that claim. So what makes advanced agrolytics different is twofold. One, the high-touch nature of our business model, which partners a highly technical precision agronomist with a grower to become an integrated part of their farm operation. We're product agnostic and our unbiased approach helps to build trust between that agronomist and the grower and enables us to advise growers as if the farm were our own. Secondly, what makes advanced agrolytics different is its scientific understanding of the in-field environmental variability. So why does that matter? Because the yield potential of every portion of the field is different and unless you understand those differences and the characteristics, the environmental variability, you may manage it with a broad brush and thus suboptimize its output. So our robust database, which is a collection across years of diverse environmental conditions, have enabled us to develop, validate, and continuously refine our mathematical models to accurately predict what will happen under various field conditions, and thus we can we can anticipate and manage rather than react to seasonal conditions and get the best out of every sub-acre. So by combining the science with the latest field research and proven technology, we provide a suite of unique proprietary prescriptions and recommendations that are product rate and timing specific at the sub-field
0: level. Talk about growth. Advanced Agrolytics is a really great growth story expanding into other states, Iowa, Michigan, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri. So you're on a growth trajectory. What's Uh, what's really fueling that?
1: Yeah, indeed, we are in an exciting growth trajectory, even in this time. Uh, We've doubled our headcount since the first of the year, and we continue to hire. Beginning in the heartland of both the land-grant and STEM-based universities, we draw from this talent across the Corn Belt so that we know the land that our growers are in. We have a multi-pronged, recruiting strategy in the works. And we have grads from Purdue, U of I, Iowa State, and many others. And as much as it pains this Wolverine to say so, we (laughs) even have grads from Ohio State. One of our founders is from Ohio State. Our hope is that through podcasts like this, we can further create awareness and continue to attract talent as we grow. And while we continuously search for team members in the agronomic and crop science space, we're also expanding our teams in the data science and engineering functions. So we leverage professional recruiters in those targeted searches for those specialized areas.
0: talking about talent because it's such a big issue, huge issue for companies, it really in every sector of the economy. But as you look at your talent needs and the ability to attract and keep that talent, how's it going?
1: You know, it's a great question, and it's been a pleasant surprise in this regard. Our founders have very strong scientific depth of understanding and strong reputations as such in the industry. There was a small network that started this company, but we are now expanding and attracting talent outside that friend's and family, if you will, network. So the testament of the reputation, but also the unique offering of advanced agrolytics is such that we're attracting people that come from Big corporations that have golden handcuffs on them and a secure life, but they want and are thirsty for not only the innovation, but because of the uniqueness we bring to that grower that I just mentioned in an earlier question to get the most out of his farm by looking at things differently and understanding them at a more granular
0: level. And our employees thirst for that. So we're having Good fortune in attracting additional talent. You took over as CEO. You began in in March. Perfect timing to line up with the pandemic. <laughs> what what is that? What is the impact that that has had, and how it's impacted the company, and and leading through these uh, extremely challenging times?
1: Yeah, I, I joined in March 9th. Mar- March 9th, and then we uh, closed the office the following week. So, as with everyone else, the safety of our team and our customers is of paramount importance. So, we, like others, are trying to navigate this era as successfully as possible, and. and and monitoring on a daily basis what those new federal and state guidelines are. Although we've had stages of reopening, our much of our internal team meetings continue to be conducted virtually, probably the biggest downside is the impact to our growers of the depressed commodity prices. And so that can translate into an unwillingness to spend more per acre. But on a positive note, you know well through this era, ag has remained an essential business. We still need to plant crops and grow food. People still have jobs, and we're growing. Fortunately, many of our workforce is home-based anyway, and that includes our data science and engineering groups. Our precision agronomists work out of their home offices to be proximate to their growers. So the work environment hasn't really changed for us except for meeting a lot of the young kids of our employees when they pop up on the on the Zoom meetings. (laughs) Um, And and social distancing on the farm is relatively easy. So all in all, we continue to monitor the situation, do the best we can, keep our people safe by frequent communications of safety protocols for themselves on site and with our customers.
0: The equation is well known in the industry. Farmers are going to need to really sustainably produce more food with fewer resources to meet the the needs of uh, a growing global population. When you look at the future, really for producers, how, in your view, will innovation need to evolve for them to be successful?
1: I wish I had a crystal ball to to (laughs) tell you what innovations will prove out. But given the unprecedented investments being made today in the ag tech sector, I'm confident that innovation will continue at every level of genetics, chemistry, biology, soil science, IT, machine learning, engineering, omics, and the confluence of those sciences will result in step change innovations as well. Innovation in ag can also come from looking at other industries, perhaps more well-funded, to be leveraged in ag. Personalized medicine, that approach is what we do on farming. We take a personalized medicine approach, treating those acres that need medicine and not treating those acres that don't. But all innovation has to be done with an unprecedented focus on sustainability. And we need to bring solutions that enable our growers to produce more food affordably, while not only protecting our planet, but also refurbishing our planet as well. At Advanced Ag, we hold sustainability as a core pillar of our our value system. We take protecting our planet to the to the sub-acre level. For example, that might come in the form of more precise applications of nitrogen to a crop which is both an environmentally sound practice and an economically advantageous practice. By understanding the medicine that's pertinent to that sub-acre, we treat where it's needed and don't where it's not. Another key point though about innovation is that the best innovations in the world are great but you need two things for them to be adopted. They've got to be affordable to the grower and number two from the grower, we need him or her to be open and willing to try new approaches for a better outcome and not chained to, well, that's the way we always do it. So there are so many dynamics at play, climate, environmental, regulatory, societal, economic, governance. It's gonna take calm, rational, and collective strategic thinking to innovate through these waters, to prioritize and invest in those things that will move the needle for the greater good, which means agricultural production that's sustainable for consumers, for our planet, and for our growers. And advanced agrolytics can
0: play a key part in that. As you look at how Indiana is positioned to take advantage of innovation in this growing ag bioscience sector, you look at an organization like Agrinovus and the momentum behind it, you look at the private sector, public sector, academia, community certainly kind of all coming together behind this in your view what's the potential that Indiana as a state has in this ag bioscience space
1: what you just said the confluence of the footprint in medicine and innovation there the footprint in agriculture whether that's plant-based or animal based we have a chance in this state because of the strong universities the private public partnerships like agronova springs to really change the shape of ag not only for the state for our country and for the world so I think the potential is on unlimited.
0: You're on a growth trajectory. As you look at the future, what would you like to see advanced agrolytics become? You
1: know, the first thing with the vision is to help the team bring to fruition what the founder started, namely to create a fundamental shift in how farming is conducted. The analogy that I like to use is bringing personalized medicine to the farm. My late mentor, Dr. Gary Blau, chemical engineer, former Dow Ag, former Purdue professor in chemical engineering, and a renowned math modeler, he devoted his later years to this field of personalized medicine. and, And at the time, was called individualized dosing and it's all about a fundamental shift from prescribing a dose of medicine to an individual based on say age and body weight to instead determining the specific individual characteristics of that person, like age, weight, body type, genetics, blood type, markers, phenotype, lifestyle tendencies, and prescribing the drug regime based on that, not just a broad brush dose based on age and body weight. Well, I think of advanced agrolytics as personalized medicine for the grower's farm. You know, our precision agronomists are farm physicians. We work to understand those individual characteristics of the sub-acre level and prescribe individual dosing for the optimal efficacy of that sub-acre. So that's my vision for Advanced agrolytics to bring personalized medicine to the farm, not only
0: through the U.S. Corn Belt, but through other crops and geographies as well. Kay Kinker is the CEO of Advanced agrolytics Kay, thanks for joining us this week. Fascinating perspective, not only on your company, but your view of the ag bioscience space uh, as well. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on this latest edition of the Ag Bioscience podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agronovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And a reminder, you can keep up to date with Agrinovas by following them on Twitter and Instagram at AgrinovasIN. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can continue to share great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe O'Leary. More people get Indiana Business News from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.